Welcome to Whose Or Is This? with Anthony Waite, a show designed to help leaders and high achievers increase their influence and impact by becoming intentional with how they show up in the world. If the wind does not favor, take to the oars. Here is your host, Anthony Waite. Welcome to the show, guys. Anthony Wade here. If this is your first time joining, welcome to Whose Or Is This? This podcast exists to give you the principles and practices to live a purposeful life, to live a productive life, to live a life of meaning, to be able to look at life and say, you know what? Life might not give me what I want, but it will always give me what I need if I'm willing to do the work. And as you might hear me always say and refer to, life will always give you the lesson. And until you learn the lesson, you will always get the test, right? Life will always throw tests our way. It's testing us every single day. And if you don't learn the lesson from that test, you'll continue to get the test over and over again. And so take to the oars means that if the wind does not favor, take to the oars. If things aren't going the way you want it, you are responsible to change it. You are responsible to course correct and get back on track. And so there's a few episodes that I do. Uh, usually it's, it's it's sharing a principle and a practice and and sharing with you maybe a little bit of my journey and how I got over certain things, how I got to where I'm, I'm at or what I'm up to. Uh, sometimes we do interviews with other people who are growing, who are like-minded leaders. Other times, um, and what I started doing now is doing a Q&A where I ask um, or answer questions that you have asked that I most of my audiences when I speak um, or when I'm coaching or training somebody, um, I often ask them if they have any questions or if they have any feedback, or if we were sitting down one-on-one as, as me as your mentor or as your coach, what questions would you have? And so I've extracted a lot of questions. And what I want to do on this show is answer a few of them because I figured if one or two people in the audience of about 500 or 100 or 1,000 people have this question, chances are there's more people out there that might be going through the sim- similar things, Okay. And one of the questions, I'm going to answer two questions. Uh, Question number one is, how do I remind myself that I'm worth more than my current situation? You know, this is a great question because every one of you listening to this, if you're watching this um, or if you're listening to the podcast, chances are you're looking to grow. You're looking to be, do, and have more than what you're currently at. But here's the thing. In order to do that, you have to see your worth and see your value. That's why most people will take a mediocre job and make minimum wage for the rest of their life because they're afraid to ask for a raise because they don't see the value or the worth in themselves. You know, when I was in the military, I came in as an E1, which is barely nothing. I um, I had my my first paycheck. I still have it today. 350 bucks end of month pay. That was my end of month pay. And I was okay with that because that's what the worth that I saw in myself. That's the value that I thought that I carried along. And that's, you know, what I thought I deserved. It wasn't long ago before that, that I was living at a friend's house, sleeping on a couch with nowhere to go and trying to figure out where I was going to get my next meal. So you see, going from literally homeless to making 350 bucks a month, hey, it was okay. But one thing I never did was I never settled for that being my final destination. And I look at my life now, you know, I, I do very well for myself, but it took for me to see my own worth and my own self-value. And if you're writing something down, write this down. If you don't know what you bring to the table, you will always be on the menu. That's in life, that's in leadership, and that's in business. You know, one of the things I used to do is is just settle for, you know, bottom dollar. I used to settle for what I was given. And here's the thing. If you do that, then you deserve to get what you were given. 
And for me, growing up, I wasn't given much. But I was okay with that because my worth was was congruent with what I was getting. It was only until I looked at myself and said, you know what? You are worthy. You are of value. And I started making myself of value and making myself more worthy by doing things, learning things, growing, that I realized that, you know what? I'm worth way more than this. And today, you know, you, you get to a point where you can demand your price. When I go speak on stages, people pay me a lot of money. But it hasn't always been that way. I used to just say, oh, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. And it would cost me so much money out of pocket to travel and to go places. And now I can literally write my contract and say, this is what I will and will not speak for. And usually nine times out of 10 people, are, all right, good, done. Write the check. Same thing goes in your relationships. You train people how to treat you based on how you treat you. And if you don't see yourself worthy enough or as a value, you will never love yourself or appreciate yourself. And therefore, nobody else will love you or appreciate you either. And so I want you, this is such an important uh, question because how you treat you is going to be determined, but is going to determine how other people treat you. How you respect you will determine how other people will respect you. How you care for yourself will determine how other people care for you. How committed you are to yourself will be will determine how other people will com be committed to you. And so how do you remind yourself that you're worth more? By pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, by training your mind to be resilient, by putting it in, in tough situations and overcoming these things. You know, probably early on in life, you were like me, where you had you were given adversity, and you had no choice but to get over it. But sometimes people get to a complacency place where they just continue to do the easy things because they think they deserve it. Here's the deal. If you're going to continue to grow in value and worth, you have to continue to challenge yourself. Because if you don't, you won't see yourself as somebody who's in the becoming stages. It's be, do, have, not have, do, be. Meaning just because I have more money doesn't mean that I'm going to become successful. I'm not going to be of significance. I got to first be that before I can have it. You know, we live in a world that's, that's so infatuated with the physical and the, the materialistic things. We think because we have the big house that we are, you know, that we're becoming somebody who other people love or care about. No, they don't. Because I have so many followers on social media that I'm becoming somebody worthy of, of your time and attention. No, that does not matter. If you become somebody of significance, then you will have success. Success is the byproduct of the significance that you have in the lives of those you lead and those you love. But how many people do you know have sacrificed their family trying to chase a paycheck? They literally will sit here and preach about being a good parent or a good father or a good leader or blah, blah, blah. But they're practicing is something totally different. And so you have to understand that how you look at your self-worth is by how you push yourself and love yourself for accomplishing things that you never thought you could have. You know, I'm training for Ironman in April, um, and I've never done it before. And people are like, well, why are you doing that? Because I'm proving to myself that I'm continually growing, that I'm continually stretching, that I'm reaching new levels, doing things I've never done before. It's easy to sit back and say, well, I made it. You know, I have the six-figure paycheck and the you know, life, the beautiful wife and the kids and the house and the dogs and everything's great. That's boring. Yeah, you might have that, but if you don't continue to grow and continue to push yourself, you'll lose it. Leadership happens every single day, not just in a day. You know, and, and the same goes with your education. What are you learning? How are you becoming a value? How are you sharpening the saw, as Stephen Covey would say? Most people will get their letters behind their name and they carry that for the rest of their life thinking that they're irrelevant. And they're irrelevant because they, they stop learning. They, can, they stop continuing to grow. 
And yet they're trying to tell other people what to do. Here's the thing. If you can't lead you, then you can't lead me. You have no business leading me. And that's the way I look at myself. If I can't lead me, then I have no business trying to lead a family. I have no business trying to have a business. I have no business trying to lead other people. And I'm responsible for a lot of people. But it all starts with me. And if I'm going to be worth anything, I got to prove it to myself every single day by the actions that I take. Not the intentions, but the actions that I take. It's noble to say that I intended to do something. It's another thing to go off, get off your ass and go do it. And as you accomplish these hard things, these tasks, these, these things you've never done before, and you push yourself to your limits, guess what happens? You grow in that sense of confidence and that sense of worth and that sense of value. And you start to respect yourself, trust yourself, love yourself, believe in yourself. And then guess what? Everybody else follows suit. The world will follow suit. But the reason most people don't trust you or believe in you or have confidence in you is because you don't have confidence in yourself. And so how do you do this? Every single day, do something that's pushing you towards a worthy goal. That's pushing you towards the person you're becoming, the vision of what your future self looks like. And so how do I remind myself that I'm worth more than my current situation? You look around and say, you know what? I'm grateful for what I have, but I'm not satisfied. I'm grateful that life has given me this. I'm grateful for the lessons that I've learned, but this no longer serves me. And I am not satisfied with where I'm at. And, you, and most people only move when the pain of staying still outweighs the pain of pushing through. But here's what I'll tell you. There's a third pain that most people don't talk about, and that's the pain of regret. And usually that comes from I woulda, shoulda, coulda. And that pain of regret is always greater than the pain of pushing through to your purpose and to your potential. But the problem with the pain of regret is it doesn't come all at once. It comes a little at a time. And usually people have this regret at the end of their life when they're taking their last breath. And they look back and say, man, I wish I woulda, I shoulda, I coulda. And they have to go to the grave with their ideas and their dreams and their desires all inside of them. You know, it was once said that the, 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 um, that, um, the graveyard is the most expensive piece of real estate because most everybody in there has died with their dreams and desires and their ideas still inside of them. How crazy is that? And so how I remind myself every single day and how I encourage you to do that is by pushing yourself just a little bit further than where you were today. Tomorrow, I'll be better than I was today. I'm going to stop doing this habit. I'm going to start doing the things that serve me, and I'm going to quit doing the things that are stopping me from achieving the best version of myself. Question number two, how do I let go of the hurt even though it's easier to deal with it because it's familiar? How do I let go of the hurt even though it's easier to deal with because it's familiar? You know, this goes back to the self-worth. Most people think they're in the situation they're in because they deserve it. And here's the thing. You don't deserve anything you're not working for. And just because you were handed a shit sandwich doesn't mean you got to eat it. And wherever it is that you're hurting, whatever, if somebody hurt you, then you take it upon yourself. You take initiative to forgive them. And here's the thing about forgiveness. It's not letting them go or off the hook for what they did. It's letting them, uh, uh, it's uh, stopping allowing them from holding this weight in your life. It's, it's, it's allowing, it's allowing yourself to become free from the prison that you've created. I think it was Oprah Winfrey that said, forgiveness is not letting the person go. It's letting go of the hope that things could have been different. And so wherever, whoever hurt you or whatever hurt you in your life, whether it's your parents, your, 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 your family, your friends, you can forgive, but you don't have to forget. 
But I'll tell you, forgiveness is a powerful thing. You know, in 2013, I got back from Haiti after um, a deployment to Haiti, um, and it was during the earthquakes. And I got back, and um, you know, I called my father, and I didn't talk to him in many years. Many of you know this already, but you know, we don't have a good relationship. And um, I called him. I didn't even have his number. I I, um, I called my sister and asked her for my dad's number, and she's like, "Well, why do you want that? You haven't talked to him in years." And I wanted to forgive him for the way that he was, you know, he's addicted to drugs and, and, you know, he, he kind of disowned his family, including myself and my sister. And, you know, we have the same exact name. I'm, I'm a junior. <laughs> and when I called him, he, he didn't know who I was. And I just said, Hey, I forgive you, dad. I forgive you for the way that you are. And I'm sorry for whatever I did for you to resent me as your son. And he hung up the phone. I never talked to him since. And I was emotional that day. I cried like a baby. But the sense of freeness and calming and, and peace in my life after that was just something like I've never imagined before. Because every time somebody said, you look like your dad, man, you, you're just like your dad. Like, you, you know, when I used to get in trouble, my mom said, you're just like your father. And I used to hate it. And every time somebody brought my dad up or they said I look like him or whatever, like I'd get so angry, like just frustrated. And it would just, it would, it would, ah, it would, it would irk me. And I would see people at some time to time I'd be out and I'd see, you know, uh, other guys with their, their dads, like doing golfing or, you know, like going on the boat and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, man, if only, you know, my dad had his shit together and I would blame why my life was the way it was because of my parents, right? If my dad wasn't a drug addict, I could have a better life only if, and here's the thing, guys, it might not have been your fault why somebody hurt you, but it is your responsibility to change your life and to, to, to look at yourself and say, I'll never be like that. And it was a driver for me for a long time. I used it as a, um, as a, as a chip on my shoulders, like to go and do more and to prove to people I'll never be like that. But that forgiveness allowed me to free myself from all of that stuff. And a year later, I'd meet my now wife. Two years later, I'd have my first son. And I would not be the father, the husband, the leader that I am today had I been carrying around all that baggage all this time. And the same thing goes for you. You got to put the hurt away because the thing is that the people that hurt you, they don't even know that they did that. They don't even care. So why care that they are out there still doing what they're doing? Why focus on that? Because they're not worried about that. And the way that you release them is through forgiveness. I believe forgiveness is a powerful way to forge a future. And if you haven't done that yet, chances are you're holding a lot of baggage and it's weighing you down from taking off. It's allowing you to stay put instead of taking flight. And here's the thing. It could make us a victim and it can continue to control our life. And we'll just say it's not fair. We'll just say that, you know, it's because of them. And how dare you let somebody else who hurt you stop you and continue to stop you from pursuing what you're called to do? And so how do you let go of the hurt, even though it's easier to deal with? Because it's familiar. You ask yourself, is this serving me? Does this serve me right now? Emotionally, physically, spiritually? And the chances are it doesn't. And you got to make a promise to yourself that I'm going to forgive this person or this thing, but I'm not going to forget it. And everything I do from this moment on is to prove to myself that I am worthy of love, that I'm worthy of unconditional love that those people were in my life for a season and for a reason, but never for a lifetime. And that's another thing, guys, like you have to understand that people in your life for a reason, for a season and for a lifetime, you have to decide who's there for a reason, who's there for the season and who's going to stay for a lifetime. And if they're in your life for a lifetime and they shouldn't be, you got to get rid of them. 
It's okay. In order to go up, you're going to have to give up. And sometimes that's relationships, the law of sacrifice. So what are you willing to give up so that you can go up? What are you willing to let go of so you can let go of the hurt? Who are you willing to let go of so you can get rid of the hurt? There comes a time where people are hurting you still, and, and, and it's up to you. Like, it's your fault that they're doing that now, right? Fool me, you know, shame on, you know, fool me once, shame on me, right? Uh, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, right? You have to understand that you have to take ownership and say, you know what? No longer will I tolerate this. No longer will I stand for this. No longer will I allow people to control my life. And that's how you let go of the hurt. Even though it is familiar, you have to recreate these new patterns of a vision of a future of what you deserve and the best version of yourself. And when you do that, you allow yourself to take back that power, to take back that joy so that you can have a fulfilled life instead of an empty life filled with hurt. So I hope this served you guys. This was my first Q&A. If you liked it, please leave a comment below. I look forward to seeing you on the next show. If you like this, comment below. Let me know what you took away from this. And um, I'll see you soon.